I woke up this morning and uh, you ever wake up after day quarantine of 20? I don't know if you've done this recently, but you look in the mirror and you're like, man, I got to shave. <laughs> That's every day, buddy. Every day. I haven't done that no, for no, a while. This, face. <laughs> this is an actual shave. I, I cut off a lot from the old beard. Man. Did you? There's a fine line of trying to look cool, what I think looks cool, and just looking homeless. So (laughs) (laughs) That's how I was looking today. I looked homeless, and I'm just like, man, I got to shave. I I got up to go to the bathroom and caught myself in the mirror, and pretty sure I've seen Sasquatch at first. (laughs) (laughs) Time time for a change, buddy. Looking dapper, uh, sir. Sasquatch never looks so good. That's right. That is right. right. Very (laughs) true. That's right. (laughs) Guys, I'm super excited today because we have one of my dear friends and also a person just like tons of history with this this man, this handsome man named Dave Schrader. And he's just an incredible person. I really I really love the guy. And he's just been doing such great work in the paranormal field, research. You know, he's hosted his own show. I mean, I, I just love the dude to death. He's such a cool guy. And we have like some funny stories to talk about and stuff. So what's up, Dave? How you doing, man? How's everything? Hey, I'm doing, doing great. Thanks a lot for having me. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you oh, sound yeah. great. Hey, you sound, you sound good. All right, good. Because I've got I've got my standby headphone nerd uh, <laughs> headphone, and I thought, no, that wouldn't look cool. And then I see all of you, and I realize I still would have been the coolest kid in school. If <laughs> We're always trying to bring it back to the '80s. So yeah, you, you could have rocked those headphones. That's what are those gold or silver? What was that? It's like shiny. They're, they're silver, baby. Oh yeah, my, my oh, pals. That's nice. <laughs> You playing? You playing any games with those? I think I'm kidding. Mapow. Uh, no, it's uh, it's just what I, I listen to when I'm like on airlines and stuff. I put those on. I figure the bigger and more obnoxious the headphone, the less the chances somebody next to me is going to want to engage. Yeah, yeah. It would have been it would have been amazing just to like sit a couple seats over from you and just watch you put those on because it has the <laughs> microphone. You'd be like, yeah, uh, red red rover up top in the in the pilot seat. You know, you're looking good on this side. <laughs> just talk to the pilots that way dude so how is the family how's everybody everybody healthy good how you doing everybody's doing good right now i mean we're all uh keeping our fingers crossed that everybody comes through this okay it's uh yeah. it's a weird time man yeah it is i know you haven't gone insane yet with the kids <laughs> running around everywhere i know where my little girls are running around I'm like oh my gosh it's like you just want to put them outside for a bit <laughs> My kids walk in and I'm I'm hammering away at my keyboard and they go, "What are you doing, Dad?" I said, "I'm working, I'm working." And on the screen it just says, "All work and no play makes Dave a dull boy." <laughs> 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 I love it. Um, speaking of like Stanley Hotel, when was the last time you've been back to the Stanley? It's a cool. Believe location. it or not, um, it was December 2012. It was my final event at the Stanley Hotel. Wow. 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 Yeah, it's a long time ago, man. Time's flying. Yeah, I know. Who'd have thought? You know, I mean, we started doing our events in 2006. We ended uh, with our end of days event because the Mayans obviously lied to us. Um, (laughs) We did our end of days event, which was December of 2012. I wanted to get home and go out in a flaming ball of fury like the Mayans had promised. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, all that happened was they destroyed uh, Twinkies. We lost Twinkies. That's what happened that year. Sons of bitches. I forgot all about that whole thing. I remember that. I remember the Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably was the only one. The Twinkies are going to outlive us all, I think. I, I believe so. 
Yeah. Oh they, my they, god. They do in Zombieland, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he goes looking for him and he finds the one, well, the whole truck of Twinkies. Yeah, it's a truck. Oh man, that was a good film. Yeah, Dave, going back to Virginia City, you know, like the first time we chilled, hung out. I'll never forget. I, I never laughed so hard. I got to tell this story because it's so All classic. Right. <laughs> is we were drinking martinis after the event, right? Just hanging out in where was it? Ton- was it uh, Tonopah? Was that where we were? Yes. Yeah. Where the Mizpah Hotel was in town and yeah. stuff. So Tonopah, Nevada, and we're all hanging out. It was a great event, and we're just chilling. And this is like the first time we kind of get to just mingle and laugh and have fun, you know? And uh, we're drinking martinis, and we're having fun. And I think wait, I can't- Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> first of all, stop butching it up. We were drinking- <laughs> We were drinking apple teenies. Oh, let's be oh, honest. Here. There it apple is. Teenies. Amazing. <laughs> Don't put yeah, I think I think you and Tim like you guys were drinking the apple teenies, and that's why I learned it was like your your go to drinks at the time. And uh-huh. um, I don't know what I was drinking, but I come walking in. I found this T-shirt. Right, it was funny as heck, dude. I like it. It looked just like Aaron. Goodwin on it, his face, and I had a popsicle stick. Like his head was on a popsicle stick. So it was like we were we were laughing so hard. I come walking in with that shirt. We're just like drinking, having fun. But I never laughed that, that hard, man. Do you remember they served Tim, my co-host? They served him uh, his apple teenies in a pitcher. Yeah. And he pushed the glass away, and he's drinking straight from the pitcher because it just tastes like liquid Jolly Rancher, yeah. but it destroys you quickly yeah yeah uh tim and i became good friends that moment and he was i think he was wearing like a tupac shirt or something like that i'm like <laughs> we're, we're straight up gangster right now just yeah, drinking tupac the and apple teenies. Yeah, right. <laughs> west coast killing it oh man it was such a funny time and then I don't know what the heck we were talking about, but it was just like, you know, you're just chilling with good people and you just connect and it's just like a really fun conversation. Like, I'll never forget that. That was a great memory. That thing we're talking about, like, I don't know, we're talking about G and I think G was coming up or something. How did that whole thing come up? We were talking G and then like G balls or something like that. It was so freaking funny. I lost my, I lost my shit. I was like, G balls. Yeah. Every, well, everybody had their, uh, Everybody had their little nicknames. We had Tiny Puff and and uh, yeah, Tara that you were calling Little G. And then um, and somebody had popped up something about you, and I'm like, that guy's got balls. And you, I think you went, yeah, yo, G balls. <laughs> that was it. We became G balls from that point forward. You tell so much better. That's totally, uh, I think, what happened. And here oh, we man. here we are, still in my cell phone. Uh, you know. 12 years later, whenever I get a call, it says G-Balls, G-B-A-L-Z, which is better than, which is better than poor Aaron Sager's nickname, Oh, because when we did our, one of our final Stanley events, they, um, the, the Stanley was really on it and they brought us in for the first day and they wanted to go over the itinerary and they had accidentally typed his name Asron. <laughs> Asron Sagers. So now in my phone, it rings up as Asron. So once in a while, I'll get a, a conference call between Asron and G-Balls and my kids think I'm trying to formulate some kind of porn channel. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, and here we are a decade later on the G-Crew. Interesting. Right, Interesting. Right how the world spins no man you've had like an incredible journey you know like what what was the first experience that kind of got you into the paranormal can you remember or or talk about like maybe like a story that was really compelling to you 
Well, you know, I, I grew up with it all around me. Um, I, you know, I had, uh, my grandmother came to visit me after she died when I was like two, three years old. So I've, I've kind of spun those stories quite often. Um, but I think one of the creepiest that stood out to me was when I was, I don't know, probably about 13, 14. Uh, I lived in like white bread suburbia, Illinois, right? 22 miles west of Chicago in a little unincorporated town called Medina. And I go walk into my friend Phil Spaziri's house. And uh, as I'm walking, I pass this kind of ranch house. And I look over, and there's just this man standing in the window, staring out at me, which is not a big deal. This was, you know, the 70s, early 80s, before 900 cable channels. You had five cable or five TV channels, and you looked out your windows, and you communicated with people, and you weren't on your cell phones all the time. So he was just looking out the window. And as I'm walking, I just get this kind of chill, and I turn around. Now he's not inside behind the window somehow he has gone from inside his house window looking out to outside past the sidewalk and the row of hedges that are in front of his <laughs> sidewalk and window wow and i i look back and i i'm like what just happened i take a few more steps and i turn around now the guy's halfway in his yard whoa and I, I start to shuffle a little quicker and I turn back the last time and he's like four feet away from me standing at the corner of his yard. Now, I never saw him run. He never made a sound and he was always just standing there and he had his arms kind of tucked behind him, just like we used to. As you look out the window, you just stand there kind of with your arms back and that's all this guy did. But it was so janky, the movement and how he was here, 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 here. And then all of a sudden he's standing on the corner watching me. I ran like a bat out of hell yeah. and I would take the longest route to get home. And even in my uh, adulthood, my dad gets a kick out of driving me slowly past that house. <laughs> but here's the rub. He goes, you know, they're working on your house. I'm like, what do you mean? And he drives me past it and they're pulling the house apart. And on the front of the house, as, as we're watching, they're pulling the old facade off the front of the house and when they pull it down, there is this large stone creaturey gargoyle thing attached to the side of the house. They pull down this front, and there's this creepy-ass gargoyle, like, attached to the wall. My dad goes, well, that was un unexpected. And we drove by. <laughs> and I haven't gone past that house since. It's in Here I am as an adult, 52 years old now, Darkness Dave, been on TV, been on radio, been on Ghost Adventures, been on everything, and I still don't want to go past this house because this creepy, <laughs> janky son of a gun coming yeah. out of his window at me. And he was making eye contact with you. Like, I know. Long Oh, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. I think it takes that experience, though. Like you, you just don't expect it, and it takes somebody off guard. And until you have an experience like that, you really don't know how you're going to react or how it's going to affect your life or whatever is surrounding you. I mean, it's really fascinating to me. You know, talking to different people with different perspectives. What I mean, what do you think it was? Do you think that was an individual that was a ghost? Do you think it was somebody from I don't know a time slip coming through? Like, what do you think it was? a decade later i uh well many decades many later decades. i was yeah. yeah i was almost uh 36 years ago or so um i don't know i'm gonna guess probably the ghost mm -hmm. of a guy that used to live in the house that would be i mean it, you know that that would make the most sense to me yeah um but i would say one of the more unnerving moments i ever had was with you oh when, yeah. we, when we were at bobby mackey's 
Mm-hmm. And we were running, you guys were running an event there. And um, we had uh, Mark and Debbie Constantino were there. And uh, we were doing EVP by the hell hole, right? And this is my first time there. And, and I, I got to be a little honest. Everybody played up how terrifying this hell hole is. And it's like a sump pump hole over yeah. a railing. So being being a dick i'm like i'm going in and i climb over and i'm standing and debbie constantino goes well i want to come in there too so she comes in and stands next to me and mark is standing up behind us and nick you were standing and kneeled down by us and we were doing a shack hack session a spirit box and earlier that day you had had um a priest that was with you guys uh i'll leave it to you if you ever mention the name i don't but um he had been in there and at one point started flinging holy water and tore off his his collar and he's cursing out the spirits and sending them to hell or home or wherever (laughs) and i i remember it was so weird and surreal because people's equipment throughout the night would keep saying things like Pete, uh, priest, fake, fraud, liar, priest, fake, fraud, liar. And, and I'm like, that's really bizarre that it's tying all these words together on many different pieces of equipment throughout the building. So as we're doing this, this shack hack session and we're not getting any responses, I go, um, what did you think of the priest that was down here earlier? And do you remember the response we got? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty uh, vulgar. Yeah, it it this grumbly voice comes out of the radio and says the f word and then an f word slang for homosexuals. Yeah. And it goes effing f and we all just kind of stop and you go, "Whoa, did you just hear that?" And Debbie repeated it. Yeah. And I mean there was no denying what came through this yeah. this speaker and it got really freaky down there in the basement. Um, so that was, that was one of the more chilling moments. And then when we were up doing the shack hack session, we had Bobby Mackey sitting there as we're talking and the, the radio's going on. All of a sudden we hear Zach's voice come through the radio and he's like, guys, guys get up here, help us. And we thought that was weird because we were upstairs. He was downstairs and we're asking, why is he yelling for us to get up here? Wow. And, we went downstairs and approached him and he was getting Nick's voice in the basement coming through the radio. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and it wasn't even what I was saying being picked up on the radio down there. It was like two ultra realities occurring, but our voices coming through on opposite devices. And it was super creepy because I know that was the first time that I experienced Dave actually brought in that piece of equipment. That was the first time I was actually using it. Dave was really excited. He's like, I got to show you this, Nick. And we were letting it run. It was absolutely incredible because we had a little bit, a, a little group surrounding us. Bobby Mackey was there. Dave and I were doing our thing. And then I'm not even joking you, like Zach's voice clear as day just came through the device. You heard him, guys, get down here. Like it was creepy. Wow. So David and I were like, go, go, go. We rushed downstairs. I like rush into the room. It was, they were all in, uh, crowded in the room of faces in the back. And yeah. We rush in there like, and I'm just like, we just heard your voice come through. What is matter? There's something going down. It was just like one of those intense moments, but... The weird thing about that time is you could feel the energy. It intensified. You know, it was different there. Um, what do you think that is? I mean, you guys have been in, what, especially, I mean, like, what, what is it? 
What do you think that is? What's going on there? I mean, I have a different perspective on it now after going there over a decade of investigating it. Um, Dave, what what do you think? Well, you know, I had to laugh because we went there and it was frigid. Remember how cold it was? It was freezing. (laughs) And everybody starts complaining. They're like, my God, it's never been this cold. And I said, well, it's my fault. And they're like, what do you mean it's your fault? And I said, well, I've always said it'll be a cold day in hell before before you find me in a country bar. (laughs) 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 And it was so flipping cold. I I don't know. I don't know what – I remember walking in and being underwhelmed. I thought I was going to feel this, like, Amityville presence, and I felt nothing. And then I went in the bathroom, and uh, the lights were out, and – you guys are like, oh, do you, do you want me to come in there? And I thought you guys were joking around. And I'm, like, I'm like, no, Nick, I think I got this. I've been doing this for quite a while all by myself. And um, I go in, and I'm there's like, when you go in, there's troughs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, not urinals. It's like a trough. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, there's door stalls behind you. And as I'm peeing, all of a sudden, the door stall starts opening and shutting and slamming. Yeah. And I... I turn around and I'm like, what the hell? And I will admit, um, I I got out of that bathroom and I don't recall washing my hands <laughs> at this point. I, yeah, so. and I, th- I think I set it up too. I'm like, Dave, you go. I'm telling you, that's a haunted bathroom. Remember? Because the first yeah. time I went there, <laughs> the whole entire bathroom was shaking, and and I jumped out of there like no tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like the first time I went into that bathroom, nobody like Zach and Aaron. They were way off in the darkness, and we were the only one in there when we're investigating and i went in there pee and the whole entire bathroom shakes i booked it out of there i'm screaming and you see it in the episode of ghost ventures and i'm trying to zip my fly up as i'm telling them (laughs) and then we go back in and i'm not joking everyone's like dude don't run and he's yelling don't run the thing was the whole entire freaking bathroom was shaking i thought the building was going to collapse obviously i'm trying to jump out of the bathroom so it doesn't collapse that it was (laughs) intense because that's not the hero's death any of us wants yeah, right? I know. Go? what happened to him he yeah. was peeing and the building fell down around him that's kind of a right. horrible way to go yeah i know fall into the urinal there oh it, it was it was creepy yeah i mean it's a weird weird location i mean my perspective is um it's a mirror image of kind of the intent of energy you put out in there now you know so if like you go in there and you're negative and you're asking for all this and you're just acting wild and off the hook you're going to get that you're going to get that back if you go in there you know kind of more logical um in a positive sense and just you know asking questions or or just doing your thing i mean you'll probably get that back too it's just a it's a weird location you know yeah but yeah i mean so many great memories investigating with you um even at rolling hills remember rolling hills yeah that was interesting that was really uh, yeah you know thinking about it those uh, I think some of the freakiest moments I've ever had have been with you specifically yeah, in locations because we had, we had the Bobby Mackey's thing. Mm-hmm. Then um, when we did rolling Hills, that was the first episode you guys asked me to be a part of because we had become friends and you're like, Hey, you keep telling us about rolling Hills. Do you want to be a special guest investigator during the episode? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. And, uh, so for anybody out there, when you're wondering about this lockdown and how to, do they really get locked in, like production is there. They set up all their equipment for them, give them their water, some snacks, set up a porta potty, whatever. Lights out. When they lock that door, everybody leaves. They're gone. 
but they leave me in this little black van outside by myself, <laughs> right? And there's nothing anywhere near this this building, right? You're just all alone in the dark. And I'm watching from inside the car, and I don't even have internet signal on my phone to, <laughs> to message out. And I'm just watching, like, flashlights bouncing around in the building. And it's very Scooby-Doo looking, and I'm like, okay, okay. And about two hours in, I get the walkie in there. I hear, Dave, we're bringing you in. Come meet us at the door. So I go to the door, and we unlock the door. I go in, and they were so excited to have me come in. And they're like, hub, hub, hub. and I'd been there before. So I had had weird experiences, but not to the level that they were so excited. And I got to be honest with you, they're all, oh, oh my God, and this, and that, and then, and, and, and I'm totally thinking, oh no, please don't let them be faking things. Please don't let this be just a joke. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to know this about these guys. I want this to be pure. And and they're telling me what's going on. And my brain is still working around what they're telling me. We get up to the top floor and as we're standing there, I've got Nick standing off to my left behind me. I've got Aaron in front of me and Zach in a very tight t-shirt is standing over in front of me. on this <laughs> And we're just kind of discussing what's been going on when suddenly you hear footsteps come running over the top of us. And I go, who's on the next floor? And Zach looks at me and he goes, we are the next floor. This is the top floor. That's the roof. Dude. And I'm like, who's up on the roof? He goes, nobody. We're in this thing alone. And as he says that, we hear this wailing sound that yeah. turns into a woman's scream from the end of the hall. And my eyes get big. And as I turn around, Nick is standing behind me, and he's got his camera up on his shoulder. And when I turn around, there's this white face behind his other shoulder. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Pazuzu from The Exorcist. I kid oh, you not. wow. And I go, what the? And as Nick starts to turn, this head folds back like it's on a hinge. Yeah, so you just yeah. be, you, you see the, you see the 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 head here, and all of a sudden it just kind of it's there, and then folds back. And Nick pivots. Oh. Aaron's got his camera up, and I'm like, Aaron, tell me you caught that. And he goes, No, gee, you, your big head was in the way. <laughs> so he's standing there filming my head blocking uh, Nick. And um, oh man, we we go turn around, and that night it was so unbelievable and then we started doing the shack hack again yep and uh we caught um we caught it taunting zach remember so you and i went down to warn him so we had that happen then at the palmer house in um minnesota yeah yeah we got the they had kind of broken off they went to do their thing and i think zach was going to dig underneath the stairs and i was just supposed to be a talking head for that episode i wasn't supposed to investigate and nick goes come on, let's go upstairs, bring your shack hack. Let's see what we get. If we get nothing, no problem. If we get something, maybe you'll get on the episode. I'm like, all right. So we go up, we start recording and I go, we're trying, we're in Lucy's room and I'm asking all these questions and nothing's happening. And then I go, is there anybody here who's in danger tonight? And loudly, we just hear the word Zach. And Nick and I are like, did that just say Zach? And I'm like, no, we're, we're expecting to hear one of these names. We rewind it back. And you play it, and you hear the voice go, Zach Baggins. What? And I'm like, what? And Nick, of course, he's like, dude, we got to go show this to Zach. (laughs) We go downstairs, and Zach's got his breathing apparatus and hazmat suit, and it's like something from Breaking Bad down there, right? And he comes around the corner, 
you know, like Bane from Batman, and he's like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Nick, Nick goes, you got to hear this. And he plays the um, the audio, and then you hear the Zach Baggins, and then Aaron goes, whoa, what is that? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I didn't hear it. And he had yelled over part of it, and we play it back, and you hear me say, is there anybody here in danger tonight? And you hear Zach Baggins. <laughs> Jeez. And we all jumped out of our skin. <laughs> Zach looks at Nick and then he looks at me and he goes, I don't want you coming to any more investigations. <laughs> Every time you come with that stupid device, it calls out my name. And he's laughing, of course, but he could tell he was like irritated by it. But that was, those are some some really creepy offsetting moments that we've had together. Yeah. I, I love investigating with you. I mean, that's the thing is it, there was always like a cool connection, like friendship, you know, but yeah. other than that, it's like, yeah, we were always getting some cool evidence. Anytime yeah. we would roll into the darkness in these weird locations, we would get some off the wall, like audio or visual or something creepy. And you and I would just be, running around like we gotta solve this mystery you know what i mean <laughs> well, like come on Scoop, yeah. we're gonna find the guy <laughs> we get to zach we just pull his mask off we got him gotcha <laughs> totally man i know chad you should have been there shaggy definitely i know oh, i know oh uh, good good times man oh the yeah. stories so here we are you know years later in holzer files man so cool so cool. Congrats on all the success of that. Tell me about it. Tell me about Holzer Files, how it kind of came about, and, you know, what you're doing now. Um, well, you know, I, our radio show is the last radio show to do an interview with Hans Holzer before he passed away. Yeah. And uh, I, I'd become friends with Alexandra Holzer, and actually I think it was the first one to ever hire her to a live event, mm -hmm. and we had her out um, at Eastern State Penitentiary, and we just remained friends. And then uh, a few years ago, they, they reached out to me and they're like, listen, we're putting together this paranormal show. We want you to be the lead investigator. I'm like, eh, what are you going to bring that's any different than ghost hunters, ghost adventures, you know, paranormal lockdown? What, what new version can we look at? And to their credit, they said, well, you have to sign the disclosure, then we'll explain it. And I signed it. And they started playing me audio clips. We have original audio and video from Hans Holzer. Yeah. We get to re-examine these cases. And I thought, this is great because he's taken a lot of flack over the years for being wrong in some situations. And I knew that there was more to the story. And, and it's I'm so thankful I took this because you read through his files and he wasn't yeah. wrong. He was misdirected. People would, believe it or not, people will tell you incorrect stories. Oh. in order to get you to say certain things. So they would tell him what they wanted him to know. And he would believe them because they were historians. And they had these these incredible stories, plus the paranormal to back up the stories. And he would go in with his medium, and the medium would try to connect. And she would come up with these stories, and he's like, but it's not matching up exactly. We're, something's just a, sh a step off. And we get to go back in and re-examine these cases, see these stories with, you know, 21st century technology and ability to Google at the drop of a hat and find history that's been lost. So not only was this a great opportunity to follow in his footsteps, but to also kind of in, in a way, even though he is a very well-respected and beloved paranormal investigator and author, he took a lot of flack for stuff that was not his fault. And I love that we're able to set that right for him. I love that we can go back in and re-examine, find these stories, prove that what he saw was there, or 
that he was on the right path at that time. And this guy devoted 60 years of his life to helping people. Yeah. And that, and it wasn't just about going in and dude run. You went in, he found out, and no, no matter the audio is great, no matter how creepy shit gets, this guy stays the course. And he's just like, you know, you'll hear the, the ghost channeling and they're like, you must get out, get out. And it's just these terrifying voices. And Hans Holzer's like, no, we're not going to leave. You need to leave. This is no longer your realm. You should go on now. And he's so peaceful and calm that I feel almost embarrassed at times when something creepy happens and I jump out of my skin <laughs> in the episode. But it was, it was um, a great opportunity. And I thought, yeah, why not? This is, this is where I'd like to be. So we did it. We filmed season one. We did 10 episodes. It went really well. They gave us 13 episodes for season two. And then, uh, then the coronavirus said, screw you and your plan, Schrader. You get five episodes and everybody goes into lockdown. So now we all get paranormal lockdown. Um, so now we just wait. We film five episodes. They have got tweaks to put on them and, and things. I am hoping we get to finish up the next eight sometime later on this year and uh, see where it goes. But it's been a hell of a hell of a ride and a great journey. And, you know, I, I honestly say that it had not been for – the kindness of, of my friends through ghost adventures, giving me a shot to go on the air and be a part of the investigation and bring what I do. I don't think I'd have gotten a lot of the opportunities I've gotten. So I've always been indebted to you and Zach and Aaron for opening up the doors to me and allowing me into your playground. And I've had such a great time. And, you know, people are always like, are the guys just like, you know, they appear on TV and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're like the three little dopey brothers. You never knew you, <laughs> but you got them anyway. And and I always had such a great time working with you guys and, and doing live events and, and just being out there and, and being a part of this. So Holzer files is kind of the culmination of, of all of this. Plus now when I go to locations like Scarefest, yeah, um, and, uh, people actually want to meet and talk. I, I got it. This is my favorite Johnny Hauser story. Uh, <laughs> here I am at Scarefest. Here I am at Scarefest, and this is my first meeting with Josh Gates. And there's two of us standing there, and we're drinking and just kind of being men, 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 and we're drinking. And all of a sudden, this woman walks up and she starts trembling, and she goes, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And and I'm looking at Gates, and I'm like, "Boy, women really react strongly to this cat, right?" <laughs> And we turn and look, and I go, what's what's up? And she goes, two of the three people I wanted to meet most in the world are here right now. Oh, my God, can I get a picture? And we're like, sure, but who's the third? And we're expecting Grant Wilson <laughs> or, I don't know, you know, uh, D. Wallace or, or, or Doug Bradley or Nick Groff. And she goes... <laughs> Johnny Hauser. <laughs> and there's this weird pregnant pause, and Gates and I both look at each other and go, Who the hell is Johnny Hauser? <laughs> and she goes, Johnny Hauser runs the Velisca Axe Murder House. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And Gates and I are like, Oh, that, oh, yeah, that Johnny Hauser. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, this woman's trifecta comes in this day because if she's standing there, who walks in but this little uh, Cuban hat wearing Fidel Castro looking mother effer and she goes she turns away from Gates and I mid picture and goes oh my god it's Johnny Hauser <laughs> and Gates and I we were like what and she goes it's Johnny 
can we please let him get in this picture? And we're like, yes, we can. Damn get right. Johnny Hauser in this picture. And they bring Johnny over. And here's the best part to us. We bring Johnny over. We pause for the picture. And she's, like, talking and trembling. And then the three of us just turn to each other. And we kind of ice this woman out slowly. And just start <laughs> Not even meaning to. But it's just like Gates is, like, so... Like, like Paul McCartney just joined the band. He's like, so Johnny, tell me about Johnny Hauser. I need to know what, what effect you have on women like this. And it was such a great moment that uh, that's always one of my favorite stories. Oh, that's where amazing. It comes to, uh, to Johnny and, and uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, Josh Gates. So that's my, my Johnny Hauser reveal. <laughs> that, that, same, that same instance, I think, was my favorite Dave Schrader story ever. <laughs> because he walks up to Josh Gates and, you know, Josh has this necklace that nobody has. It's one of a kind and everything. And Dave is wearing the exact same. <laughs> and the story I heard was you took a picture to your jeweler and had to make an exact. Copy. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, here and Josh Gates, Indiana Jones me on this. Right. Because here was the story. We've done all these live events and I, I showed up one day in this black dicky short sleeve shirt and um and my glasses and and in walks gates and we're both wearing matching black dicky shirts with these black glasses and then we go to another event and we come out we're both wearing the same like uh army green short sleeve dicky shirt with the same glasses and he goes schrader you're starting a white single white female me and i'm getting real <laughs> so i i i go online i find all the pictures of his compass necklace and i send them to my buddy to make it and then when I open it up and I show it to him and he goes, Jesus Christ, where did you get that? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, wait a minute, turn it over. And I turn it over and it's a hollow back. And he goes, I'm sorry, Dr. Jones, you'll never find the treasure. And he lifts up his and there's stuff on the back. So it's like that scene where they burn the hand. Yeah. So only part of the map is there. I only had part of the thing proper. <laughs> Yeah, that was an awesome, awesome few seconds. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Johnny, do you, I love Johnny, do you still wear that military hat, all Cuban Fidel Castro like, or what? Um, I broke it. Well, it was about two years ago, uh, my buddy gave me a Cuban cigar. I'm like, oh, I got to find that hat. And then I found an old green olive drab military jacket. And I'll, I'll have to tag you in the picture. It's on Facebook somewhere. But oh, I put the hat cool. on, the cigar, the coat, and it was uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, there's Johnny Hauser! <laughs> I still have no idea who this woman is. I've never seen her think... in my life. I'm like, nope. oh, cool. At least I got Just... someone. <laughs> we'll, we'll look into it for you, Johnny. We'll get her number We'll for find you. her. <laughs> we'll find her, buddy. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I love the stories. God, it's so fun to relate with you guys. I mean, there's so many stories that we could talk about. Well, we'll just leave it there for now because once you start going down well, wait, that remember, rabbit hole. Remember that time we got Chad drunk and left him naked in a cornfield? Yes. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. Where was that at? It's a cornfield. We'll just leave it there. We'll just leave. Well, it. Yeah. That was in Iowa somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That was. You're uh, so racist. Just because it's a cornfield, you make it Iowa. Well, that's, that's that's where Johnny and Josh are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, Chad's been Chad's, Chad's been getting trying to get out of the cornfield for like freaking century now. <laughs> Children of the corn up in there. 
every time. Malachi's looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love Malachi. Oh, my gosh. Children of the Corn, that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Dude, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. What was your scariest movie, really quick? Like, what was the genre of films that you grew up on? Was it horror movies? Was it comedy? Like, what did you love the most? Well, my dad woke me up at midnight on Halloween because uh, WFLD TV in Chicago was going to show Night of the Living Dead. Nice. Yeah. And so I watched Night of the Living Dead at the age of like 11 on TV with commercials, and it terrified me. Then uh, my dad took me to see Halloween, right? And then he loved that movie. And then there was a movie coming out called The Day After Halloween. And he's like, we're going. Because obviously you think it's, the sequel to Halloween. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. It was still <laughs> bloodbath, but it was basically a lesbian um, murder mystery. And my dad just sat there going, <laughs> totally baffled by what we, he was waiting for. Michael Myers, and yeah. we got this angry lesbian murder movie. I don't know. Still don't. Why are they gotta be angry? I don't know. They were killing each other. That wasn't a sign of love, brother. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I remember, I re- it reminds me of a film I saw. I, I was so into horror films, and I saw this film, look it up, called Bloodsucking Freaks. Have you ever seen this film? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. It reminds me of that film so bad. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I thought I was the only one that's ever seen that film. Thank you, <laughs> Dave. Thank you for bringing me back to reality. You could go watch Night of the Lepus. That's my that's my wife's favorite stupid horror movie. It's the night of these attacking, killing rabbits. Yeah. What? Night of the Lepus. I'm gonna have to look into this. Yeah. I see it. Freak oh my gosh. Uh, all right, so Night of the Living Dead, right on. So yeah. any of the zombie features, those were my favorites. I just yeah. absolutely loved them. Yeah, I mean he yeah, man, he's a legend, you know? Night of the Living Dead. Remember the remember the vampire film Martin? Remember when? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin and just all those films, the Crazies and uh, even uh, uh, Creep Show. Oh yeah. yeah, oh I love Creep Show. Yeah, I mean it's some of that genre. Just it, it's funny when you watch some of this stuff at your home, you know, and you're just sitting there and you're kind of losing track of reality, and you dive into these horror films or these movies in general. It takes you out of this this world we're in. But then going to these locations like we've done throughout the years and actually investigating the unknown. And then having these experiences, you know, it just opens up your mind to the possibilities that movies are made on the type of experiences that we've lived through. So it's just so cool, man, to like see your journey and just like your whole entire career. Honestly, I super respect you. And I I love seeing you land the Holzer files. And it's it, it has such a creepy intro. Like the yeah. intro is so well done with the real playing and, and Hans Holzer there and, and all the talking and the weirdness that's happening. I love the intro and it's just so cool to watch unfold and the stories and the mysteries and the layers, you know, and how complex it is. So cool. So Aaron on Travel Channel, check it out, everybody. Holzer Files. Dave. It's freaking always fun to talk to you, seriously. I appreciate it. It's great catching up with you, too. And uh, anytime you guys are up for a conversation, just let me know. I'd be more than happy to jump back in with you. Never a dull moment. 
Never a dull moment. See if I can get Josh Gates on here, and then Johnny Hauser, Dave Schrader, and Josh Gates can all. <laughs> oh my the, whole, the unholy trinity will be back together. Reunited. Uh, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> 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 much love, buddy. Oh, Thank right. you so much. Have a great night. Stay safe, bud. Right. Hey, and Josh, Josh, next time, shut up. You talk way too much. I know. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> Thank Josh you, Dave. Has, Josh has like the best radio voice, too. <laughs> give him something give him a little love on that voice he's, he's amazing I, he was kind enough when johnny hauser was too big a celebrity to meet me <laughs> wizard world uh josh he's like here let me send my lackey josh Hurd yeah. up there and he's yeah, like you josh, know what but josh did a great job oh and, you're too uh, kind to see uh, we had a fantastic time so we did it was great um, that, yeah that happened to fall right on me and my wife's wedding anniversary, Indeed. and I should have done it because we're divorced now, so <laughs> that would have been way more fun to come up there. And the truth comes out. There it is. It's all, it's all so true. All right, guys. Uh, have a good one. Thank Bye, you buddy. much, sir. See you Stay later. Bye-bye. Bye, man. Oh, right. man. It's always a great conversation. Uh, I love to reminisce. I just... I love going back into the old stories. I haven't laughed that hard for a while. Dude, that was great, man. (laughs) Some of the stories he has to tell, man. Oh, my gosh. Just amazing. Amazing stuff. Good time, guys. Well, I don't know. I don't even know where the journey is going to take us next, but you never know who you're going to (laughs) befriend and run around in a haunted location in the dark, have some creepy stuff come through on a piece of equipment, and then a decade later talk about the weirdness behind it and why it was happening yeah that's why we love what we do keep searching the unknown keep living remember to laugh and breathe it's just beginning